0: Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty LuPone. This is Lynn manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network.
1: This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more.
0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDSE. Broadway Podcast Network presents Giants in the Sky. How Sondheim and Lapine went into the woods. With me, Ben Rimmelauer. Today's guest, Tony Stragis, original set designer. Once upon a time. <laughs> Tony Stragis designed the scenery for the original Broadway and Old Globe productions of Into the Woods, for which he received a Tony nomination, as well as the original production of Sondheim and Le Pines, Sunday in the Park with George, for which he won the Tony Award. His other Broadway design credits include Enchanted April, Golden Child, Shimada, I Hate Hamlet, Artists Descending a Staircase, Dangerous Games, Rumors, Long Day's Journey into Night, Harold and Maude, A History of the American Film, and Timbuktu. Of course, you famously uh, were the set designer for the previous Lapine-Sondheim collaboration, Sunday in the Park with George. And um, as a matter of fact, my inspiration for this podcast was drawn largely from that wonderful oral history of Sunday in the Park with George that James Lapine wrote, Putting It Together, which featured um, some fascinating uh, pieces of conversations between uh, he and you uh, about the development of that production. And um, so, I guess I'm curious. In the context of that relationship, at that moment in your career, when did the knowledge that there was such a thing as into the woods come to you? Uh,
1: I, I don't uh, remember. I well, I, I know James was talking about uh, writing another. Years ago, with Steve, and uh, it would be about uh, uh, fairy tales. And um, uh, I can't remember what information James gave me, but I, I remember making an elaborate sketch. I mean, he talked about—I don't think there was a script yet—but he talked about uh, putting these th- different fairy tales together and all these characters from the different fairy tales joining up and in in, in 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 the. In, in telling the, telling a complicated story, and so I did this complicated drawing, um, but it was kind of realistic in a way, uh, and I don't have it, the drawing is at the Lincoln Center Performing Arts Library, but it was the first drawing that I did, kind of in relationship to the, the, the piece that James was creating, and um, uh, when James had a country house, a farm, an old farmhouse upstate New York, and uh I would go up there with him and his wife and uh uh I would do the gardening and uh we would walk to a butcher shop that was close by, but you had to go through the woods to uh to go to the butcher shop we'd go to the butcher shop to get uh, beef for to make burgers outside and um and of course the the walk was the the way you walk through of woods uh it's very uneven and and you go up little hills and dales and all that stuff and as we talked about this show i I ventured to change well, look how we're walking. I mean when you walk in the woods, you're kind of walking differently and I've been using curves in i uh in uh, when i did the spitzimmer night stream at uh, the yale rep and and I used a lot of curves in that and then when I did Timbuktu um which was a remaking of the musical kismet yeah and the whole the whole floor was like one huge sand dune, so i became mm. uh, i became uh, attached to this this curve idea but it all, but it seemed to be a really good idea for into the woods uh because um it also James what he, what he likes in a musical like it's Sunday in the park with George he likes to be able to have a lot of options and to be able to change the the stage all the time all, all seemed constantly kind of moving and and so uh so uh, all these little hills and dales uh, on the stage were able to pivot and go upstage and downstage, and uh, so, so that he could change the picture uh, all the time. Uh, but when he first asked me, when we, when I guess when, we, when I first got the script, well, it's very difficult. There were two things that were difficult. How do you put a forest on stage? <laughs> um, and uh, because trees are extremely beautiful and complicated but phony trees on stage or in the movies look just like that like phony um, right. so i saw um i saw this uh, uh, joseph cornell is one of my favorite artists and he had uh he's the guy who puts these little makes these little miniature boxes with with different kind of lithographs and feathers and uh but he had a box that had um uh, uh real branches in the front a uh, a uh, 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 front of branches they were all painted silver, and behind it was a doll, and you saw the doll through the silver branches, and that gave me the idea of how to do the forest. Uh, because um, I would, you, we had, we built these metal traceries, uh, but then we we wove real branches, thousands and thousands of branches, into these traceries. They were real branches, and so we and and we they couldn't be deeper than six inches because. There were so many of them, and they either flew in and out or they uh or they uh, uh tracked across the stage so that that they could only be six inches deep anyhow that that became the main idea for uh the forest and uh and it and because we were using real branches um uh, and the way we wove them they were we really had the beauty of, of of what makes a tree um and then the other parts that were uh james we, we it was hard to figure out how to do the cottages when we when we did the show in San Diego. James wanted it to be more presentational, like not not he. It had to do too with the animals. I said, "How do, how do you see these animals?" And, and he said, "Well, like they're soap figures, soap uh, soap animals. You know, there's an, there's soaps that are in the shape of animals." And wow! So that was kind of a, a simplistic look for the animals, and so mm. we went with this simplistic look of the scenery, it was more presentational, not so realistic mm-hmm. and uh and but we used the branch idea but uh but when we decided to go to New York uh the producers wanted it much more elaborate and and so we did make it much more elaborate but it was again the same ideas of um of these branches uh and uh and the other thing that influenced the design uh I guess we looked at a lot of fairy tale drawings and um and uh how when we went to, to Broadway uh, we tried to figure out how to do the cottages um uh so I I, I looked at Durer the uh, the artist Durer Albrecht Durer and um his drawings were really incredible um because they they looked like fairy tales especially the backgrounds where there's all these different trees and stuff and so Somehow, I, the idea came of how to do the cottages for Broadway was having this drop that was made up of, of Durer drawings, but I reassembled them and made made the cottages. There were three cottages, and then there were paths leading up to a very complicated forest. It was all based on Durer drawings, and at the top of the uh, forest, I think there was a castle or something, And um, but then... Three panels opened up where the, the cottages were. The faces of the cottages uh, were dr- the, the cottages were drawn on these faces, and they opened up and used were in the interior of the cottages. That was mm. a, that was a really great way to uh, do the cottages. And um, so uh, the last thing that that influenced the design. Um, well, uh, was uh, what uh, the backdrops for for these the first act and the second act? I've used this before too. Uh, I, I needed to do one main um, drop that represented a uh, tree, uh, and I used this before. I photographed a piece of fan coral. From the sea, and uh, and I re- redrew it to make it more look like a tree. And I used it in Timbuktu, and then later I used it in uh, I did a ballet in Sweden. I used it for a backdrop in um, uh, uh But anyhow, they, so I had this silhouette, um, uh, and uh, it was about, the applique was on scrim, and that was behind all of these traceries of trees, tree huh. branches, and in the second act. Um, what influenced me again? I was using uh, I was using a, a fan coral, but it was destroyed. It was broke and broken apart. But I found this picture of the forest fires in California, and uh, the whole ground and the stumps of the trees were all black, and the sky went from a bright orange and up into a purplish color. And I use exactly that for um, for the, the backdrop for the second act. And it's interesting because if you look at the backdrop for the second act when the world trade center was destroyed and there were pictures of all the iron left standing and it looked exactly like our tree our tree in the second act of Sunday in the park which I mean uh, uh into the woods wow so um those were those were the main influences uh and as 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 you if you watch into the woods um you see how James uses all this stuff. I mean, there's they're just there's move they're always moving and turning and twisting and Um and then for a relief we wanted for the end of the first act, um uh something uh just to give a relief of, from all this branch stuff and so uh, <laughs> it, it's the wedding scene and and mm-hmm. so I got a book on lace and I uh, looked at all these laces and I took a pattern, maybe one or two or combined a couple of patterns and and we have this white lace drop, uh, which came in, and, uh, and uh, Richard Nelson lit it beautifully. But it was a big change from all of this—these uh, tree, the tree branches, you know. So, so that's basically kind of how the how uh, how it worked. I mean, how it came about. And mm-hmm. I would show all these ideas to James, and and um, and uh, so you know, he we we worked. Pretty close together on how forming you know what what it's gonna look like, and then we give him a very elaborate model and he takes the model and he'll work with his assistants with the model and they'll play around with it, you know and I think they 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 had all the moves laid out before we got into the theater, you know how they would move mm. these trees and all these different formations uh, but that's that's the value of the model, yeah. Was, um,
0: people have talked a lot about how, as great as the show looks on the American Playhouse broadcast, that, some, uh, that there was just so much beauty in the way the lights hit those trees that can't be conveyed on this, uh, you know, video from 1989. Um, w- was that something that, that you had in mind in the design, that these were going to create such beautiful effects in the light, these branches?
1: well yeah because of the texture because what we did it in san diego as i said it was we used branches again but they were in panels the panels were rectangular and uh and they had it uh they had a tree-like tracery but they were contained in in rectangular pa- panels because james wanted it to be presentational not kind of realistic yeah. uh so we knew that these branches uh the texture of the branches were going to be spectacular with hitting hit, when they're hit by lights and so and the branches we uh they range the colors ranged from uh autumnal colors to summer colors and um and they were all uh painted uh first white and then they went over with a really rich dyes, uh layer and layer of dyes and then we went over with uh, gold glazes and um and in the for the burnt out trees in the second act, uh they were they were uh painted um they were painted blackish, and then we went over with silver uh, glazes, so that uh, they 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 were kind they were they were still beautiful, but they were they had no life anymore. They were they mm. didn't have any color. Um, and we used big pieces of driftwood. Uh, there are scenes where people are sitting on these beautiful real driftwoods uh, that we found, you know, at um, agricultural places, and uh, and we painted over them with glazes and. Um, uh, so it 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 was it was beautiful. I thought. I mean, everybody thought too that it it did look very beautiful and it did convey the feeling of a forest, you know.
0: Yes, I mean everybody thought that. I was talking to um, Jacqueline Dankworth, uh, who was uh, Cinderella in the London production, not by James Lapine, not by you, but her mother Cleo Lane had been the witch on the national tour, and she said that Cleo's comment when she saw it in London was that it looked better in America. <laughs> um uh I'm curious besides the beauty there's so many um special effects that happen with the magic and the transformations and um how how did you um navigate those from the design perspective
1: Well well, the, well we had a, a a a magician uh come in to uh like in the the first act where the witch is sitting on a chair and the chair she rises up on the chair mm. well a musician helped figure that out i mean it was a, i mean the chair there was a the chair was attached to a, a metal rod uh, at one end and um and the, the actress had to be in a certain position to hide that rod and the chair lifted up in the air and um and the, bernadette was on the chair um so so uh, then the traps um the um the there, there was a lot. We used to call it the basement of the Martin Beck uh, Pittsburgh. There was so <laughs> much mechanism down there um, what, for the tower. When we were, uh, what we had we, when we before we designed the show, we had to go down into the Martin Beck basement and measure everything because uh, we needed to know how high we could go with things coming up from the from the floor. And we uh, we had the tower come up. We we designed a tower that would fit in the in the Martin Beck basement. Uh, but when they I don't know when they dis they discovered um, I guess oh, uh, the, the tower had the tower wouldn't fit in the Martin Beck basement. So they had to um, they would have to dig a hole in the basement uh, to to give us more room to make the tower tall enough to look like a tower. Mm. And when they started digging a hole uh, in the Martinbeck basement, they discovered a river underneath the Martinbeck theater. <laughs> and so they had to fill up the hole. And uh, so what we did, the technical people said, well, let's make the, the tower telescope, which mm. is, that's what it does, you know. Um, yeah. So uh, and the beanstalk coming up. Well, <clears throat> I, I, I wasn't sure how, how to make this beanstalk rise. I mean, go all the way up to the, to the whole, from the floor to the beyond the proscenium and um so pete feller who was a technical director and a good friend uh uh of mine um well he said well what we could do is if you have the choreography going on and would just drop in um uh a um fishing line um uh, that's clear plastic thin fishing line uh with attached to a of what do you call it uh um the metal thing that you put on a fishing line to throw out <laughs> you the got sinker. See? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, and James thought, oh, well, that's terrible. That Everybody's going to see that. And uh, and he said, well, not if you had the choreography working and you had the audience's attention on, on what the actors are doing. Mm. And he was right. I mean, that's all, The, the eat stock. this fishing line came down with the sinker on. You never saw it. And, and it, they hooked it up down, down in the basement and and the, uh, the beatstock was in three sections, and, it, and again, it kind of it was telescoped, and it went up, and you never saw the 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 sinker the or the the line. Uh, so, um, one of the things that was a problem, I and I think that the, it, having the giant's head fall down on the stage, um, first of all, they, we only had about a foot to make the giant's head. I feel we shouldn't show that, but. Uh, but James wanted the giant's head, and so the sculptors at uh, costume armor, uh, the head was huge, uh, but it only we only had like a foot up depth, and so they did a wonderful job with all of this yarn, and um, and uh, and it, it. I just felt though it 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 didn't look enough like a head because yeah. there wasn't enough room to. Um, but when we were when we were having it fly uh, fly in, or it didn't fly in, it kind of it was on a it came on an angle. It was on, um, um, well, like a, rail, a train uh, crossing thing that comes down. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it comes down on an angle. Uh, James wanted it to bounce off the floor, like to really hit the stage floor, <laughs> <laughs> like to give the thud. And we did it once or twice. And Pete Feller, the technical director, said, "Stop it! You're going to destroy the stage." And so <laughs> it it would come down, and it, before it would hit the, the ground, it would just kind of stop, and then then the kind of kiss. The stage, but uh, uh, the way James wanted it, it would have it would have broken the, the stage because <laughs> it was really it was very heavy. I mean, uh, so uh, so those are uh,
0: for the last time. I am not on Ozempic. I made one little joke on this podcast, and everybody started calling me out, texting me, calling me cringe, whatever. I really was asked by people if I was on Ozempic, and as I told them, I am not. I am just eating factors, no prep, no mess meals, okay? Warmer, sunnier days are coming. Fire Island season is here. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors, fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two <laughs> minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. Make today the day you can kickstart a new healthy routine what are you waiting for with 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week you'll always have new flavors to explore crush your wellness goals this may with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon, and kitchen time is kept to a minimum. They are ready in two minutes. No shopping, no prepping, no cooking, no cleanup. Enjoy effortless support for your lifestyle. Choose from six menu preferences to help you manage calories, maximize protein intake, avoid meat, or just simply to eat well balanced. Head to Factormeals.com slash GiantsInTheSky50 and use code GiantsInTheSky50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code GiantsInTheSky50 at Factormeals.com slash GiantsInTheSky50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active.
1: That was really great going through the traps and um, that's oh the birds well the the birds they became a, a pain in the neck I mean <laughs> they uh, they uh, when we first started them they looked really good I mean I, I didn't know how to do them either you know um, but we'd make tests up at the shop and um, and uh, and they were uh, they were on uh, vibrators that would make each bird like vibrate and the wings were made so that they would. They, they 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 the joints would uh, had an elasticity so they would as the vibrator vibrated the string that they were attached to the wings would kind of give a flip, flip flipping wow and, uh, but it was uh, some, near the end they were they just they you know, some of them would be flipping their wings and some weren't you know but um, so that's about it I mean the cow uh, we had a, we had three cows. Uh, because they had to do different things and I mean the the cow that's eating the the corn and uh the, the actress I think it was Joanna Gleason would put her hand inside the cow and and uh her her hand would be in a cushion or, or uh, that looked like a tongue and that she would be with with her hand eating the stuff that they were feeding it oh wow there was, there was one cow that was covered with dust because he was the one yeah. that was, it, you know mm. oh and then the, the death of the cow that was funny um was because it was just a jack on uh, and the cow's hoof and um and 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 when the cow died i mean the the jack uh opened up and and knocked the cow over, but it was very funny and yeah the cow, uh, having the handle on the cow when chip would uh, grab the cow by with his handle and run off i mean it was it was very <laughs> funny, yeah.
0: Um, I mean, were those things like for example, the cow that you just came up with in the shop, or was that stuff that um that was sort of workshopped in rehearsal
1: uh, 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 the first time we did the 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 animals was in San Diego, and that's they were the first animals that we that we made i mean I drew them and and of course, in the song, the song describes the cow, um, yeah. And so I, you know, and my drawing, I mean, I had I incorporated all of the things Steve was saying about the cow and um, right
0: the lump uh, on her hump.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, uh, so those animals were carved by a wonderful carver in uh, at San Diego, but I forget his name now. He worked in the prop shop, but he did a beautiful job with the horse and, and the cow, and then uh when we went to new york came into new york uh nino navolino of costume armor uh he he uh i think we used the cow one of the cows i think we used well we we had to make a couple more cows i think and and uh then we had a uh, horses uh drawing uh, carrying that little carriage when they're going off to the ball so nino carved all of that but it was it was based on the carvings from the guy who did it in San Diego mm. um and, and uh, the, uh Nino was a wonderful carver he died he died but uh he did all the carvings for um, the elephant and phantom of the opera and and mm. uh, the big statue in Miss Saigon and mm. uh he was a wonder, wonderful artist um
0: and people have talked a lot about and they had a word for it but i can't remember that big set piece that slid on and off that was like a hill that could rotate
1: oh that was the center the main platform the center one yeah and uh that uh, that that was like a hill and um and uh that uh, that could go up up and down stage and and turn around and uh, and it I don't know if you remember at one point when Joanne Gleason is in the woods kind of uh the giant is or is stomping around and um uh, it's when she dies actually um uh the part of that 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 thing little hill uh cracks open um and oh. it, it uh it at uh, uh, the corner just flipped open and um and then there a big there was a drop in the back that was um well, it was based on a photograph of seeing um, uh, seeing uh, images of a, of, uh, of a forest, just just a silhouette of light coming through leaves, and that was that was a drop we used a lot in the second act. And that uh, uh, James wanted when she died there would be a crash, and he wanted some physical look to happen to mm. kind of. Uh, she was being crushed by a tree falling down. So what we did was that we just let we we attached a, a feathery uh, China silk to the top of the the of that drop and 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 when the tree supposedly fell, uh, the magnetic things uh, uh, opened up the the. Things holding the drop, and it just fell down by itself. And I mean, it fell down in a thud. Uh, and but all these fl- flames, uh, f- China silk flames. Kind of, it happened in a flash. But there was all this movement of this big crash, uh, and there was and there was the, the 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 big tree that that was the you know, on the drop that was against the the fire sky. Uh, so it, it happened all in a second, but it mm. was a big. A change for the, for the audience to understand what was going on, except that now the tree, the main tree that they had seen all through the first act, was n- not there anymore, and there was yeah. um, what was left was this broken, broken tree kind of thing with the the fiery sky.
0: And what about that tree that Cinderella's mother was inside of? Was that a, a telescope thing like the tower also?
1: No, that uh, that traveled on, uh, and uh, that was. Um, that uh, yeah that uh that was uh again we had to it, we we knew we were we were going into the Martin Beck theater so that was designed to uh fit uh, off off stage on that side of the the stage uh so so it it didn't come apart or anything and it remained always uh, it, it was designed to fit uh the, on the stage let's see well, stage right side of uh, the Martin Beck theater you know we everything is done to measurements and yeah and so that, the tree was pretty big and and uh and solid because someone was in it and there were also doves in that tree or or um that that they were animated and uh uh, uh they worked really well uh but uh, so that tree never all it had to do was uh track on and track off and when it went off stage there was enough room that actors could get around it and everything so we didn't mm-hmm. have to worry about um uh, putting it somewhere, it just and it was very heavy too.
0: Yeah, for all those things that came on and off, was that automated or was this before that era?
1: Oh no, it was. Yeah, it was all automated. It was all like uh, sunny. That park was all automated, uh, and so uh, into the woods was too. It's amazing uh, uh, the the automation and, and the computers, you know, because it makes uh, the scenery move really, uh, really. Slow. Beautif- beautifully i mean sage hands could could move the scenery beautifully too uh but sometimes uh a sage hand could could be off 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 or or and go too far or, mm-hmm. and, or or go too too soon uh the computers seem to be constantly um on top of it you know uh, yeah how these things move and because uh, both Sunday in the Park with George, but mainly into the woods. There was so much movement um, of all these pieces twirling and, and going up and down. And um, it was. Um, uh, the, uh, the other thing where the guys, the two uh, boys are in the tree, uh, they were floating in there. That had to be. We had to work with Steve and James because the, it, they needed a certain amount of time from the previous scene to run off stage and go climb upstairs uh to get onto a ramp that led up onto that that little branch that they're sitting on and then that branch flew in but that all had to be done uh there had to be enough uh music and dialogue so that they would be able to have the time to uh leave the stage and go off stage climb up and get on that rig that they sat on and then they would be lowered in that was all that all had to be done to the amount of dialogue and music that was uh going on before that. Yeah.
0: And and with all this stuff, how did you revisit it for the national tour?
1: Well, uh yeah, that was a, a a big thing uh because uh we couldn't do what we did on Broadway, of course. I mean, we did some of the things. The tower uh it didn't come through the floor. Nothing came through the floor. Uh because yeah. every theater is different. Um but so what what we did was uh pick, we used the drawer uh so I made all the trees the the moving trees and everything uh just uh, the, the same kind of drawing that is on the the the, the preface uh, the, the scene with all the cottages and the forest there, that was all draw- drawer drawings I made all the wood trees when they went into the woods drawer drawings uh they were they were hard covered but uh I just used her drawings. and
0: um, Instead of real was, branches. Was,
1: yeah, you, they, we couldn't use the real branches because yeah. they, they wouldn't survive, you know. Hmm.
0: And, um, but other than that, did you still have the same, like, hill that came on and off and the same no. tree? For...
1: No, no, there was, I don't think there was, no, there was none of that. Because the tour was, uh, the tour wasn't even a national tour, it was... It was a kind of between a national tour and a bus and truck tour
0: oh um and uh so what what would have replaced those kind of scenic elements? Was there any sense of levels?
1: I don't think so hmm. I don't remember now, but I don't think so because uh, we didn't have um we they yeah it, it's a tour you you every theater is different it's that where it plays, and so it would be just you just couldn't. I mean, to make to use traps, uh, every theater is different. Some theaters don't even have traps. So there was no, there was no, um, it was just a flat floor.
0: Yeah. And, um, I mean, with the whole experience um, compared to, you know, other, uh, the rest of your career in theater, what what would you say was different about collaborating with, with James Lapine versus other directors of musicals? Or, or plays in general?
1: Well, uh, James is very visual. Uh, mm-hmm. He was a graphic artist, and so he has a, a real good sense of, of vision, you know, of, of things aesthetically looking, uh, how things should look. I mean, a lot of directors, uh, they leave it, the design entirely up to you, uh, but uh, uh, James has an input in it, and uh uh, but some directors are like that too uh when i uh, one of the last shows i did in new york was um uh the uh, the brecht uh, uh what is it uh, it was at this classic stage company um mother Cur- mother courage oh yeah yes. Uh, With tanya pinkins what
0: that's with tanya pinkins
1: yeah yeah uh and so uh that that director um I can't remember his name now. He was the artistic director of the Classic Stage.
0: Oh, was it Brian Cule?
1: Yeah, Brian. Brian. Yeah. But Brian gave me. Uh, he made these sketches of, uh, like, for the whole show of what he wanted. We had. He wanted a truck uh, because he put the show in Africa because in Africa uh, there there there's gangs that go around. Well, it's kind of like the guy who's working for Putin uh who who eventually Putin killed um uh, they 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 go around and they terrorize these diamond these diamond mines and also a lot of these chemicals that are used in uh, smartphones and uh uh cell phones come from Africa and there's these gangs and uh, that they try to uh steal these, these mines and coerce these mines to, uh, like that russian leader who putin was working for putin in russia um anyhow there are bands of these people fighting over these mines and these these uh uh chemicals or or uh minerals that are used that are of great value today in electronics and so uh brian wanted to to put this in Africa, uh, uh, because there's these gangs and they go they go around in pickup trucks and they have machine guns, and uh, and well we couldn't use a, a pickup truck because I went all over New York and and Brooklyn measuring trucks and uh, and uh, there was none that could fit into, into the wings of a classic stage and yeah. so the only thing that would fit would be an, a a jeep um, a Willy Jeep mm. and So what I I had to do was well we had to find a Willy Jeep, but I had to make the turn the Willy Jeep into a truck. Uh, So I I mean we got a Willy Jeep and we sawed it in half and I designed a truck a top part that uh, we went for an army truck with a canvas top uh, and uh, and the truck was in two sections. uh, So um, why am I talking about this? Uh, Well, and Brian Brian made all these drawings and and he with this. This truck in two parts in, in mind, and our drawings with benches where he had a scene with people sitting on the benches, but he had it all, all drawn out. You know, uh, I mean that that doesn't happen all the time. It actually, very very rarely happens. But um, yeah. so each director is different. You know,
0: yeah. And um, were were there? Th- do you remember what things James Lapine sort of came to the table with that he had as, as uh, visual notions for Into the Woods?
1: Well, I think what happens with directors and designers uh well with me anyhow um that I go to the director and uh and I just listen to what he t- he just talks about the play or, you know and um uh, and then I go and get all this research and uh and pictures and uh photographs uh Art of different artists, and I bring the stuff to the next meeting, and we go look at it and I, i say i see how they react to uh mm. what I'm showing them and I guess probably what I did with james was show show him that uh that that photograph of the California fire, and I didn't mm. show him of course the cornell idea um I showed him uh you know, sculpture of cornell uh, so that's And then he he says yes or no. The one thing that he did want uh, uh, that uh, he wanted that when the audience walked in, that there would be three pages of the three main fairy tales Mm. that they were um, uh, they were uh, portraying. And uh, he did all he they he wrote down what he wanted to be said in these three big pages. Mm. When the audience walked in, there was a, a drop with three big pages of the the three main stories and, and James, that, all that was James, you know, what he was, how the wording and everything.
0: I've I've got to go to Lincoln Center and look at that first drawing that you did before there was a script. Do you remember any elements of that drawing?
1: Yeah, well, uh, uh, the drawing, uh, it's, uh, I, I can't, um, it was, I know it's a complicated drawing, but it was, I, I guess I had like three different, uh kind of tree tree sections uh to clumps of trees that they all three turned uh, three different things turning um they were three three turntables um uh so jim would react james would react to that and so i don't uh, so somewhere between that and 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 what we finally maybe maybe he saw that and said um uh, no i think we, we when we go when we do this in san diego we should be presentational that's the word he used presentational mm-hmm. that uh this is not real this is uh, this is storytelling um uh but then and then like i say when we went to new york the producer said no 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 it's got to be much more elaborate you know and, um so so somewhere i mean all of all of uh, james reacted to all of this and from that drawing at lincoln center uh, it became something different
0: Hmm. yeah well what an amazing evolution uh i i'm so i'm so grateful for your time tony it's so fascinating to hear uh about the inception of this show that that means so much to so many people now
1: oh good i'm glad i mean yeah it was yeah well, working with james and steve was wonderful and uh um I mean losing Steve uh I mean uh, it was just really horrible uh, because uh he was an extraordinary person and mm-hmm. he was he I, he was very nice to all of us and he was uh he was a tough guy uh but um uh he was so inspiring and um and gracious uh, he was so gracious and and um it was really sad that he's gone but, but of course he has all his. His work being shown, and um, and I'm really thankful for James that he got me involved in in these shows. You know. Mm.
0: Well, I'm thankful he got you involved too because your work was so magnificent and will be inspiring to generations for sure.
1: Well, I'm I'm, I'm glad I had the opportunity. <laughs>
0: Thank you for listening to Giants in the Sky How Sondheim and Lapine Went Into the Woods on the Broadway Podcast Network. Look out for episode 46 with Kay McLelland, original Florinda and replacement Baker's wife.